Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. Pens on pens on pens, goals on goals on goals, and the cream always rises to the top. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on, boys? Not much. Just another week. We are one week closer to the World Cup, which is exciting, but that also means we are one week closer to no Premier League soccer. So um, that is that is not as exciting, but we do get two, two matches this week. I think all of our clubs get, get two matches because we have the Carabao Cup uh, this week. So that is the league cup. That's the, that's the cup that features only the top four divisions. Uh, that's different than FA FA cup is the one that will really start kicking off in January. And that's the one that includes basically every team in England has a shot to, uh, compete. Hey, I know that, um, teams get phased into the Carabao cup just like they do in the FA Cup. Is everybody in at this point uh, in yep. the Carabao Cup? Yep, everyone everyone is in at this point. So we have a full slate, 32 teams. So it'll be the round of 16 uh, after this round. So um, most there, there's about half the games on uh, tomorrow, which Tuesday, then the other half of the matches will be on Wednesday. Actually, I didn't even realize the United match is on Thursday, which – this seems to happen every time, but uh, for some reason, it seems to work out that there's always a like back-to-back match. So United and Villa played over the weekend, and then they play again on Thursday in the Carabao. So uh, that that's a little uh, knowing is half the battle, just to kick us right off. Yeah, I just... Andrew, um, you focused on Wolves and Brighton. Um, it was actually an exciting match for you. Um, I'd love to hear hear your impressions. I mean, you were focusing on Brighton in particular, but yeah, give us give us your impressions of Brighton and uh, and the match. Yeah, it was an exciting match. Um, I I'm trying to be delicate here. Um, the Wolves are so overmatched, even by a team like Brighton. Brighton dominated possession, I think 70-30. Dominated shots on goal, or shots total 19-8, to and then shots on goal 8-5. and The fact that Brighton only scored three, again, I say it every week, is stunning. They were in control, it felt to me, the whole time. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I... I was at my son's soccer match, like almost coincided perfectly. So I was like watching the match as we were getting ready. I had the match on in the car and then I was watching on the blanket while I was watching my boys play. So um, I wasn't able to do as much of a deep dive as I'd wanted, but the mat, the part of the match I watched the most intently was like the first 10 minutes. And that's what the first 10 minutes was the most dominant of, of Brighton uh, for the match. They had some other spells like it, but 
the first 10 minutes were just so impressive. Well, yeah, they scored at 10, but Wolves came back like immediately after, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Wolves came back right away. Guedes scored his first goal for Wolves um, and made a great run into the box. And one of the things I hate is when guys go down too softly in the box and he got hit kind of from behind and kind of stumbled and stayed on his feet and was able to score. Wasn't a pretty goal, but a goal nonetheless. So that was sure. good. All so, goals are pretty goals. Yeah. So um, yeah, but no, Brighton, Brighton looked good and they're, they're a good, they're a good ball club. I mean, I don't know where they are exactly in the table. I think they're seven. They're, six. they're in six, right? Oh yeah. Because they jumped over Chelsea on the weekend. So um, they're, they're, a, they're a good club. They're a young Chelsea club. fell fast, by the way. Yeah that, yeah, that happens quick. You'll yeah. be there soon enough Spurs. I mean, you, I mean, I know they're not your team, but Spurs, Spurs, Spurs are follow like they might have a tether. They might be tethered to uh, Chelsea and just like going down with them. We'll uh, it's going to, they can, they'll still be in fourth at the end of uh, no matter what happens at the end of uh, at least Wednesday. That's true. The numbers. So they'll be okay for a little bit. Yeah. At least through the world cup. <laughs> yeah, at least through the world cup. Yeah. Hold on to four, baby. That's right. Champions yeah. league. Here we come again. Yeah. But anyone from Brighton stand out to you or, I mean, obviously the competition wasn't great. I mean, they wolves played all right. And part of the possession stats are down to the fact that wolves went down to 10 men, which we'll get to. Oh, later. That's right. We'll talk about red card. That's right. Uh, but you know, you're right. You're hundred percent right. Um, I, I gotta be honest. Um, I wasn't, focusing on the individual players that much um there was uh, i did notice you know brighton had a bunch of guys who were like really fast on the outside uh i didn't catch their names um <laughs> uh, I, I wish i'd given them more of my attention but um there was a lot of sports on this weekend yeah yeah there was well, I, I led off by talking about all the penalties. It felt like this weekend was just chock full of penalties. Uh, City. What? There was uh, two yellows and a red in this one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like penal- penalty kicks, like, oh. like uh, from the, in the box, penalties that occurred in the box. Got it. Yes. There was one in this match. Uh, Neves put it away. Uh, Holland had one to give City the victory over Fulham. Uh, Fulham also had a pen. Leeds had a penalty. Brentford had a penalty. I mean, it's just, I don't know if it was, it feels like the week with the most penalties of, of, of the season. I don't know if that's true. And then also tons of goals scored this weekend. I mean, the fact that Wolves scored two uh, should say that, <laughs> that it's a big, a big weekend of goals. Self burns. Those are rare. <laughs> self burns well i'm i'm aware i'm fully aware of wolves uh lack of of skill at the moment um ronaldo is gonna fix everything don't worry ronaldo coming in in the uh in in the winter in january the january transfer window um but you know, while we're talking about wolves we don't need to spend a lot of time they did uh bring in finally yulin lapategi this is the third time they've tried to get him as manager. Chris, uh, he, they tried to get him when they were in the championship. So before Nuno. Really? Yulin was like their top choice. He had, he'd coached Spain. He'd coached Real Madrid. Um, 
And for some reason he didn't, he turned him down uh, at the championship level. Then they went back in for him after Lodge got sacked and his dad got really sick and was in the hospital. So he turned him down for, uh, for family, Matt, for family reasons. And apparently maybe his dad's healthy. I don't really know why the change of heart, but, uh, he signed on. So the current managerial setup will remain through the arsenal match. And then, uh, that Monday he'll take over and he'll have the entire world cup break to work with the players who aren't on world cup squads, but it's good news for wolves. They have a manager, um, and we haven't really talked about this team much, but Southampton, uh, they let Hassan Hootel go. Um, he, he'd been around for four years. He had some, some decent success with them at different times. It kept him up. Um, it feels like he's been the, the manager on the brink of being sacked for the longest time in the premier league and having staved it off for a long time, uh, he could not quite do it after they got thumped over the weekend, uh, by, by Newcastle. So Southampton's looking for a new manager and it, it really makes sense that, um, you would want to, to get rid of a manager. If you're going to, if you're on the fence, I feel like it makes sense to do it now when you can get a new manager in, and he'll have, you know, six or seven weeks to work with at least part of your squad. And with Southampton, especially wolves will have quite a few players gone to Portugal. Uh, but Southampton in particular probably doesn't have a ton of international players. So you'll get a manager who basically gets to come in and have an entire preseason with the squad to, to reshape them in, in his image. So, um, sad for Hassan Hutel, but I think it'll be that. So the right and smart decision by, by Southampton. So. Yeah, no doubt. This is definitely the time to, to sack people. With that, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there's anyone else who may, who may get sacked uh, before, before the break. I don't, I think. Hopefully Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> That's. Oh, sorry. sorry, am I in the wrong? Am I on the wrong podcast? My bad. Yeah, My bad. I think you are. So it seems like Jesse Marsh has staved off with two back-to-back wins, good wins, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Villa obviously uh, has a new manager. We'll talk about that here in a second as well. Lester has started playing quite a bit better. So um, so they, they probably won't make any changes. Maybe David Moyes at West Ham if they – if they lose their next match, I don't, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if anyone gets anyone else gets sacked before, before the world cup. Who knows? I do like not just to circle back to wolves, but I do like the wolves playing the long game with him. Like the, like the high school kid who has a crush on the girl and she goes off to college. So he follows her. She's like, no, I'm not ready yet. They just keep yep. being persistent, and by the time they graduate, they're dating and married, and then they have kids. It's a true love story. I'm, I'm, I like this. I'm proud of Wolves. Yeah, it's a true. They, they've just kept persisting, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see if she got better with age or worse with age. So, <laughs> that, that, that'll he, be the question. Was he at Sevilla? Was that where he was? Yeah, yeah, he was at Sevilla. Okay. So. 
he actually beat it, Wolves in the semifinals of Europa when Wolves uh, played in Europa. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah, and then he beat United in the championship. That's right. For yeah. for Europa. So yeah. now Sevilla is a good program. They had good players. They had a good system. So I think it's. A, I mean, who knows? But I I feel like it's a great hire for you guys. Yeah, I've heard a couple. I've heard a couple interviews. There's a Spanish, uh, con- uh, like journalist who I've heard him speak twice now. And one of the things he said is Sevilla is the most Premier League style team in La Liga, and so that hopefully will make his transition over pretty well. And I think the fact that he's Spanish is is a good move. He's not an actually Mendez client. He's a client of a different guy who's close to Mendez. So hopefully there's it's creating a bit of separation from kind of the Portugal Mendez pipeline that served Wolves well, but um, but can sometimes be can sometimes be bad to be a part of that carousel. So yeah, but there's one more coming down that pipeline for you. Don't worry. He'll be there in January for you. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe you do need a striker but I'm, I I, I'm speaking this into existence that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get ronaldo off my team and onto yours yeah well i will not buy a kit of his that's for sure um in the lead i talked about the cream always rising to the top uh and i just i was thinking i was looking at the league table and there's a whole bunch of teams with games in hand and it's all the teams at the top of the table. Uh, Leeds has a game in hand at 12th or yeah, uh, at 12th. Other than that, Leeds and Crystal Palace, 10th and 12th. And then it's basically the top teams in the league. Um, and so I think, I think, you know, we're a third of the way through the season, over a third of the way through the season. And we're seeing, uh, the big six, even though Liverpool, you know, is down at eight, Chelsea's at seven. Uh, we're seeing like the, the table shake out the way in some ways, the way we expected it to with one big exception. And that is arguably the hottest team in the league, which is Newcastle. Um, wow. They've been so impressive. Yeah, no, Newcastle's playing great. And this is kind of what we expected from them once, you know, new ownership came in last year and they kind of cleaned house, brought in people. I think they're going to be a force to to deal with for quite a while. As long as the Saudis still got money, they're going to be a force to deal with. So I was going to say um, Newcastle's the one with the blood money, right? Yeah, they're one of many. But yes, of, I was going to say they're, they're the newest. They yes. might be the bloodiest too, but they're also the newest. Yes. Um, but I mean, 4-1 over Southampton, 4-0 over Aston Villa, 2-1 victors over Tottenham, 1-0 over Everton. They drew against United. Those are their five, last five results. I mean, scoring four goals back-to-back. Miguel Almiron is out of control. I think he might <laughs> I think he might even be third in the league in goals now i was it's, gonna say can we talk about how holland is tapered off a bit well he scored well, he was injured he, was he, injured he, he, he didn't play the out. week before and then he only played like like 30 minutes in this match and he scored so he has tapered off but i know tell him to get back on track for me will you 
Kirby. He, he also scored. He also scored twice in that game. Just he was about four inches offside on one of them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He was. But yeah, Miguel Almiron is is just become a revelation this season, and because um, he's a real life cartoon character. <laughs> yes, he's a he's a real life cartoon character. Yeah, he's up to he's fourth. He's fourth in the league. Holland obviously in first. Kane in second with eleven. Mitrovic with nine, and then Miguel Almiron with eight goals, tied with Ivan uh, Ivan Tony with eight. I mean, these are all these are all players who have more goals than than Wolves or or tied with Wolves. So Wolves are tied with uh, <laughs> Miguel Almiron and and Ivan Tony. Two self burns in one in one episode there for you, Andrew. Um, I also I said the cream always rises to the top. But and I didn't know what the reverse is. The coffee settles. What else does cream go in? What is cream? What cream is rising to the top? The coffee settles to the bottom. I don't know. But well, sometimes the cream curls. The cream curdles. Well, whatever the opposite of the cream rising to the top is, the bottom is starting to really shape up like we thought. Bournemouth is now they've they haven't they haven't won and or they've lost four straight. Um, that's even worse than wolves. Um, they are down to 17th Everton's down to 16th Southampton has fallen into the relegation zone. Um, I mentioned those three teams. Cause I'm pretty sure those were the three teams I had, uh, being relegated this season, Everton, Southampton and Bournemouth. And so I really expected those teams all to struggle and they are now finally struggling. Nottingham Forest, who everybody was kind of a little high on, uh, is playing like pure garbage. Yeah, we were that, a little high on them. We were very high on them. <laughs> yeah. And what is the lesson here? Don't ever listen to us when we're high. Yes. Although, to be fair, we've predicted, I think, Chris, you as well, I think we've predicted the uh, the Wolves Award winner since we instituted that. Yeah. That, that award. So we are definitely off uh, this year. Fulham taking us by surprise up at ninth right now. It's still early. There's 24 matches still to go. Certainly. Yeah, there's a lot left. But but like I said, things are really starting to shape up like, like we expected. Yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping Wolves can somehow scrape their way out of the bottom. Um. We've talked about Newcastle. We got to keep talking about Arsenal. Big win for them over the weekend. One nil over Chelsea and really a dominant win. Chelsea did not do almost anything. Um, Arsenal kind of dominated top to bottom. They only scored one goal, but um, they, they really dominated. Uh, Chelsea only had one shot on target, uh, five shots altogether. Arsenal had time of possession. Um, and then even if you watch the game or watched a lot of the highlights, I did not watch the game because it was the early Sunday match. So very early. Um, but watching some of the extended highlights, it just Arsenal was on the front foot and, and really took it to, to Chelsea. So Arsenal's the real deal. They, they really are. And saying that they're on the front foot, I mean, 
I have I've watched far too many Arsenal matches. They're always on the front foot. They're always pushing. They're always like pressing on defense. They are the highest energy team I think uh, in the league right now. Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, they're they are to put it into context how Arsenal and Man City are doing. Uh, there's five points that separate City from Newcastle, so second from third. Seven points, Arsenal, first to third. And both Arsenal and City have games in hand. And there doesn't seem to be reasons that they would slow down, especially this weekend. Arsenal has Wolves and City has Brentford. So uh, you would imagine both of those teams picking up uh, three more points. So um, it's, it's impressive. It is. They're good. They're really good. Chris, Mike, it takes. Mike. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say it takes a really good team to beat them. Is all. Yes. Oh, who who beat them <laughs> this year? Uh, I'd have to check their schedule. I think it was Manchester United. The team that lost three one to uh, Aston Villa over the weekend is that who it was? Well, well, see, technically, yes, it was that team because they were wearing the same jerseys, but it was certainly not the same team that got off that bus. And that lineup was atrocious. When I woke up early Sunday morning and looked at Eric's lineup for the day, I was like, what the hell is going on? I thought maybe some of our guys had COVID or something. So, um, yeah, that was a rough one. I mean, I, I still love – I love listening to Ten Hag, you know, post games and things. Like, he railed on those guys. <laughs> I think in one interview, he said, he said something along the lines like, they played like a bunch of idiots. They didn't do anything we talked about. They didn't implement our game plan in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because it was very similar to the team that he ran out for the meaningless um, FA Cup game, mm. or uh, sorry, Europa game. Sorry, uh, they they did they beat Real Sociedad one nothing earlier in the week. And he started Donny Van de Beek. He has Anthony sitting on the bench for the last couple of games as like a punishment for showing off during one of the games. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. So it's been – the lineup's been a little strange-ish. Um, I personally, when I look at it, I think he's trying to either, one, get a guy like Donny Van de Beek some showtime so that maybe someone will want to buy him in January – the problem is he's bringing nothing to the pitch. And I mean nothing. And so that lineup, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. You know, sad Bruno Fernandez, sad Anthony, started Garnacho, who is 17 years old, I think. And then, you know, the game got away from them super early. They gave up two really early goals, got a really lucky own goal. You know, Luke Shaw's shot yeah. was so far off target, but it went off a dude's back and <laughs> right totally. in. So, you know, they got it to 2-1, and you were like, okay, well, maybe. And then they give up a goal right after halftime, and I think Ten Hag That's was so demoralizing. He made a couple subs, but it wasn't even to bring on, like, Anthony Bruno Fernandez. He brought in a, you know, hampered Anthony Martial and Anthony Alonga. So it was a weird coaching performance i would say um but it certainly wasn't a good manchester united performance and they just 
cannot start Ronaldo anymore. Like in these cup games, okay, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but you know, watching them try and force feed crosses for 75 minutes to Ronaldo who can't get up anymore, you know, is missing plays left and right. He's going down easily in the box, trying to get penalties called. It's just not working whatsoever. So I just, that they need to, you know, they really need um, either uh, Anthony Martial to get healthy and play up front, or they just need to keep Marcus Rashford up top and, you know, fill in behind him. But, I mean, this this team fell apart without Bruno Fernandez <laughs> against Aston Villa. So it's pretty frustrating. Can't say I was surprised when I saw the lineup come out. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and Andy, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but, uh, and this might be the, our, our official knowing is half the battle, but have we talked about the new manager bounce? We have, it's come up a couple of times where okay. as soon as you get rid of somebody, you automatically win two games or something. Well, it's not exactly uh, getting rid of someone because Wolves haven't added any their their manager yet. So hopefully we still got a new manager bounce coming. But it's more once you announce the new manager that it seemed like it seems like inevitably that team's gonna win. And so this was Unai Emery's first match co- uh, managing Aston Villa, and uh, it proved true. They got the new manager bounce. So. Yeah, and they and I and I don't say all that negative United stuff to take away from Villa. They played way better than United did. They deserved to win that game and take those three points. So kudos to them. It's you know, um, shoot, <laughs> what's his name? Their new coach, Unai oh, Emery. Unai Emery. Unai Emery. It's he's a solid, solid, solid coach. So that's, yeah, that's a, a good huge get for them. And I think it was. You and I were talking about this a little while ago, Nate, but wasn't there rumors that um, at Rangers, like Gerard's right-hand man there was kind of the the true head honcho who was kind of brought them back out of nowhere, and then Gerard took the Villa job and he went somewhere else? Yeah, he went and to his- PR because he's the, he's the manager that turned down Wolves. Um, his name okay. is Michael Beal. And so he was the assistant coach with um, with uh, Gerard Rangers. Rangers. And he went to Villa with him. And then he got the opportunity over the summer to move to QPR. And he's taken them over and taken them. They've dropped off. They've had a bit of form drop off recently. But they were first... And now I think they're down to maybe fourth or fifth in the championship. Um, okay. I can't say I'm but, not happy about that. I feel a bit jaded that he turned wolves down. And so I kind <laughs> of am waiting for them to collapse, which they kind of have. So that's kind of funny, but um, yeah, but yeah, that's, that's Michael Beal. And so he's the one that some people say is the real like brains behind Gerard's success. Yeah. All right. But Unai Emery is a great, great hire um, there for, for Aston Villa. So I don't like it that these teams are making great hires. Like, that's <laughs> annoying to me. Like, make someone needs to hire Jose Mourinho already. Come on, guys. He's available. He's ready to go. Yeah, he's he'll probably burn out of Roma soon. So he'll probably <laughs> be back around. <laughs> 
Well, we did have a couple of red cards. Uh, Jao Cancelo for City. Uh, denial of a goal-scoring chance. And Nelson Semedo for Wolves. Also denial of a goal-scoring chance. Um, Wolves are just... I, I haven't seen. I haven't really looked. But they have to be the team with the most red cards. I know we have three red cards so far this season. All of them <laughs> atrocious. Um <laughs> We have the Nathan that, Collins, we have the Nathan Collins karate kick against City. We have <laughs> the um, the Diego Costa headbutt from last week, and then we have the Nelson Semedo uh, tackle from behind this week. So uh, the funny part about Semedo's was that, I mean, one he had no problem giving up a goal four minutes before that. Yeah, and yeah. so for him to then tackle from behind to get a red card, you know, uh, how about you deny the scoring chance when there's actually chances, Samita? That was like the worst four minutes on the pitch I've ever seen anyone have. Yeah, you know, uh, Andy, this might be annoying as half the battle. We've tried a couple already, but this might be actually it. Have you seen like the ratings system like that are given out to players after matches? I've seen something. I haven't I haven't really delved into it, but I've seen them, yeah. So essentially there's like a rating system, you know, zero to ten, right? And they're pretty critical. So if like six, seven is kind of like a decent, a decent match. You got to do a lot to get an eight, nine, hat trick to get a 10 or be really remarkable. And there's no official like rating system that's out there. It's pundits, it's random people giving, giving ratings, you know, if you really have a bad match, it's like maybe a four, maybe a three, but I saw Wolves fans being like, that was like a zero or a one. Out of some <laughs> like it was one of the worst halves of football we've ever seen. So was, that's incredible, which he's been, he's been really solid. He was really solid for us last year. And it's just so interesting. And, you know, it's like any sport, I suppose, where, um, unless you're a dominant player, you can have ebb and, ebb and flow in your career. And so, uh, Semedo, this is one of them. So, for American Watch, we've got so many Americans. Anthony Robinson, he, uh, he had the foul that led to the game winner for City, so that's not great. Whoops. Uh, it came on in the 78th minute, uh, but didn't do much of anything. I'm not sure. I, again, I didn't see, I didn't see much of Leeds, but it didn't look like Aronson and Adams did much, even though Leeds had a remarkable comeback. Um, and Jesse Marsh with no crazy uh, celebrations <laughs> for us to talk about, but uh Good win for him. He's basically given himself, at least probably through the World Cup, breathing room to continue managing there at Leeds, which is good. I'm glad for him. Yep, for sure. It's good. Guys, any goals that you saw over the weekend that uh, of note? My Okay, I didn't see all the goals. There were a lot of goals this week. Um, my favorite of what I saw, Yuri Tielman's for Leicester was yes. so good. So good. 
he did that against Wolves. This one is maybe even better. His his goal against Wolves uh, was almost identical. But Chris, you brought it up, so if you want to describe it, no, you go. I mean, it was just so good, so good. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like a like like I I imagine I would try and do it like holding the ball and like drop kicking it and getting it in that top corner and being like, yeah. But he does it in live action and he can't hold the ball. He plays it to him. I mean, it was just so good. Yeah. I mean, he definitely set himself up. I mean, that's what's so impressive about it. He like hits it off his kind of thigh and it just settles down in front of his right foot and he just strikes it on the ball. And it, from outside the box. So good. The same spot. It was the same. It was almost the exact same spot on the pitch where, where he did it against Wolves and just a, a great strike. Yeah, that was my top goal. There were lots of goals. There were some yeah. other good ones, but that one is, is to me the clear top goal of the week. I almost threw in the group text, but then I didn't want to, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you kind of, everyone kind of can't, tends to tag along every so often. And so I didn't want any tagging along. I wanted to be like, that was the best goal I saw all weekend for sure. I want to yeah. see what everybody else thought. So I'm glad, I'm glad that we're on the same page there. Yeah. I think I saw all the goals of the weekend and that one was, was clearly exceptional. Well, guys, uh, our best bet is proving to be just, I mean, it's almost embarrassing at this point. Um, again, it's not like, the lock it in like we used to have lock it in in the past where we picked our locks we did better at that we definitely did better at that but yes this bet, but it, that was a much easier system though. lock it in was way easier just pick man city liverpool you know yeah yep but uh best bet Again, it's it is best bet. So, what do we think of the good odds that are worth betting on? Um, but we're bad. We're bad at this. I texted <laughs> you guys today that I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna start. I've been betting one dollar on each uh, parlay for the season. We've won. I've won zero dollars off that. So I've lost fifteen or fourteen so far. But now I'm gonna start betting on our bet parlay. And on the opposite of ours, because had I bet on the opposite of ours, I would have won this weekend because I decided to choose um, Kyle's pick of Tottenham over Liverpool. And that did not happen. So. Chris, take it away. Do you have that in front of you or do you need me to help with that today? Um, Give me one second. All right, so, uh, Nate, you took Man United this past weekend. That didn't hit. No, I didn't I even took, about the new manager bump. It was very yeah. short. I took Fulham. That didn't hit. Even though at halftime, up a man, tried 1-1. I was like, let's go. Still well, didn't hit. A, I didn't realize. There was that Sorry, moment when it. we were texting because Wolves were also winning. And yes. I texted you guys. I was like, if City, if Fulham wins and Wolves win, I'm sure I'm going to have a decent cash out. And I'm going to for sure cash out if if, yeah. uh, if those two were winning. But they both lost. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And I wasn't, I was actually watching Wolves, not that city Fulham game. So yeah. I didn't even realize when it was 1 1 that they weren't playing Foden or Holland. Oh, yeah. And so when I flipped over to it and I see them like warming up, I was like, oh, this game's over. <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> even, even down a guy bringing in Phil Foden and Erling, it's like not fair. Yeah. So, all right. Um, and my spreadsheet on my phone is not working out so great right now. So That's just take it that we Kyle. all lost. We all suck. We didn't all lose because Kyle took Tottenham oh. over Liverpool, which was a loss. But Tim took Liverpool over Tottenham. So Tim actually won. He won $135. Um, hey. Andrew took Wolves over Brighton. Very bad choice. Um, almost as bad as this week's. So he lost a hundred. So our standings as of now, Kyle is still in the win in the lead with negative two ten. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy is in second with negative four eighty three. Tim with that victory and my loss has jumped into third at negative seven fifteen. I am down negative. 923 and Chris you are down to $1,231 so let's go no one is in the black <laughs> this is why Vegas always wins um, <laughs> so uh, Kyle is taking leads over Tottenham this weekend for plus 440 uh, Kyle, if you remember, if you listened to his season two seasons ago, he is a Leeds fan. Leeds has won two in a row, so he must feel pretty confident that they're going to keep it going. Tim, uh, also a Liverpool, he's a Liverpool fan, and he's taking Liverpool again over Southampton, minus 410. That's a great bet. Not It's not going to pay out a lot, but I would take that bet myself. Andrew, who are you taking? I took Southampton over Liverpool. Because mm-hmm. Liverpool is an enigma, and uh, they won this week, so they're bound to lose to a worse team next week. I, I like it. I like it. There, that's plus a thousand. So, yep, going to get right back in the game with the easiest pick of the week. I'll be gloating next Monday. <laughs> I hope. I actually don't hope you are. This is where it gets weird when you're in a relegation battle. Typically, I root against the top teams. Now, when you're in a relegation battle, you're choosing, you're rooting against all the shitty teams around you, uh, yeah. So that you don't uh, lose more ground. So, I will probably be rooting for Liverpool this weekend. Chris, how are you taking? Yo. Yeah, I'm taking Leicester plus two seventy over West Ham. I like it, and I am taking Newcastle over Chelsea plus one thirty. Uh, it feels like those odds should be higher, but I, I, at Newcastle's at home has been. Well, they're both going in different directions. Yeah, they are. But you know how this season has been so far. Chelsea's weird as hell, except for two teams. Yeah. City uh, and Arsenal are going to win every week, and everybody else is a crapshoot. Why? Yep. Why do we not bet on anybody other than City or Arsenal? Yeah, neither of us did this week. None mm-hmm. of us did, I guess, this week. So that's funny. Um, okay, matches of the week. So I have one match that I find interesting over the weekend. 
but we have midweek Carabao cup matches. And so if you have the ability to watch midday while you're at the office, or if you don't work, just chilling at home, uh, I think Arsenal Brighton should be an interesting match and city Chelsea, uh, are two interesting matches to watch in the Carabao. Um, there's a lot of other random teams that no one has heard of playing each other, but those are the matches that really stand out to me. Obviously, all of our teams are still uh, playing in it, playing in Carabao, so I'm sure we'll be trying to watch those as much as we can. Is Tottenham still in, or did they? Yeah, Tottenham plays Nottingham Forest. Is Tottenham still in? Screw you. You never know. <laughs> um, I didn't see him. That's why I asked. And then over the weekend, I kind of only see one match that's that's interesting, and that's Newcastle Chelsea. Um, any other matches stand out to you guys that you would key in on? I was just thinking this is kind of a shitty week of <laughs> matches. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably find myself watching uh, Spurs Leeds on yeah. on Saturday. That's not a, a horrible match. It should be fun and entertaining. So that's not a bad. I one might to watch. I might watch that one too, Chris. Chris, I, I might, might also watch that one. You're hmm. thinking about it? Will you? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about it. Do you should you should? I mean, do what do what makes you feel good, Andrew. You're right. But yeah, it's kind of kind of a weird weird matchup week yeah and this is our final week before the world cup break so let's try and get as much uh, premier league football in as possible it is weird to be looking at i don't know that fulham united one chris fulham united isn't bad yeah that's not bad yeah i don't know i guess we'll find out i i'm just i don't know what to expect from a lineup standpoint right now so i'm just like yeah we'll see yeah. So, but it is weird to look at the schedule and be like, "All right, so we got games on the 12th and 13th, and the next game will be on the 26th of December." Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. No kidding. And then they're going to come fast and furious after that because they'll have. It's going to be so fast and furious. So many matches. It's going to be fun. The second half of the season is going to be fun. Yep. Andrew, what what team are you focusing on this week? Uh, who did we decide? West Ham. West Ham. <laughs> That's right, right? That's who we yep. decided on? Yep, West Ham United, uh, founded in 1895. They are known as the Hammers. They're also known as the Irons. Um, they, they're a London club. They play in a stadium called London stadium uh their manager is david moyes he's been around the premier league uh for quite a while i believe he was at everton uh, before he was at uh oh no he was at everton a long time ago then he went oh he was at united chris did you know that chris is on mute this is the time you are on mute. Dang it, son of a gun. Yes, uh, David Moyes, he was controversially at United. Uh, if you follow any of that drama that happened, uh, he got hired 
against a lot of fans' wishes, and he was sacked very quickly against his own wishes. And he <laughs> constantly, constantly still brings up his like six or eight months or whatever it was at United and how unfairly he was treated and how he was never given the time and the opportunity. And had United kept him, they would have been turned around a whole lot quicker than they were. Well, yeah, then he languished. He was at Real Sociedad and then Sunderland and West Ham for a period, then came back and and really has had has had really good success with West Ham. West Ham's playing in Europa right now. I think he is a, a pretty good manager. I mean, he was at he was at Everton for a decade almost. So yeah. um or over a decade. So I think he is a he is a a, a pretty solid manager. Uh, players for you to watch, uh, Mikel Antonio. He's, yep. he's amazing. You'll want to key in on him. He's a forward, uh, very fun if, to watch. If he plays, he, he, uh, I was watching the game over the weekend and he didn't come into like the 73rd minute the other day. Oh, wow. So yeah. I, I don't know if it's injury related or what's going on there, but he came in very late. When I do think, I do think he's, he's a bit, he's a bit older now. So I, I, I think, um, I'm trying to look it up, but, um, yeah, he's 32. So he's definitely getting towards the end of his, of his playing career. So, um, but he's definitely one to key in on. He's a forward, um, couple other names, Declan Rice. He's a midfielder. He's their captain. Um, Thomas Socek, He's a midfielder, uh, Saeed Ben Rama. He's remarkable. He's a great, great midfielder. And then Jared Bowen, another forward of theirs. Um, those, those are the guys I would be, I'd be keeping my eye on over the weekend. Can I add Jared Bowen to the Kyle Walker all-stars? Oh, you can. I don't have anything wrong with him, but feel free. I don't know. I, I think it's because he reminds me of like a little annoying kid on the playground mm. just with like his stupid little haircut and his dumb number 20 Bowen. <laughs> I don't know. He just goes on the Kyle Walker all-stars for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the other thing you'll want to watch for, and this is one of the most ridiculous things in premier league soccer, but they, do you mean amazing? You mean amazing. No, I think ridiculous. They release bubbles. They're like, they sing a song. I forget what it's called. We're always blowing bubbles or something like that. It's ringing around the rosy. They release a whole bunch of bubbles when the team comes out for the first half and after halftime. So you'll see a lot. Well, actually, I don't know if it's a home match. It's this. You'll only see it if it's a home match, which I don't think it is. I it think- is. No, oh, it is. Again, yeah, Lester's on the road. They're at home. So you'll see it. So tune in uh, early enough, <clears throat> Andrew, to, to see the bubbles blown uh, during during the match. So, And I got to say, Nate, uh, of, of all the things that you did in, in, in England and visiting Manchester and London and the Midlands and all the things – I got to say the most disappointing thing is that you didn't go see the bubbles live and in person when you had the opportunity that hurts my heart just a little bit. You know, I, the funny thing about that is um, Fabio Silva 
forward for Wolves, uh, who we could really use right now. He's on loan to Anderlicht, who is playing in the Europa Conference League. And they were in the same group as West Ham. And I made a joke when they were doing the draw. I made a joke. If they play at West Ham uh, that Thursday before I'm supposed to go, I'm going to try and change my flight to go early. And sure enough, they did. But I didn't change my flight because I could <laughs> take that much time off and away from my family. So ironically enough, there was a moment where I considered going to watch Anderlicht West Ham play, and then I would have seen the beautiful bubbles. I mean, just the the thought process in my head of listening to like a, the PA announcer, welcome your hammers, and then just bubbles, just <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Any other final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, no, World Cup. It's coming up. This is it. World Cup. Can't wait. USA. Let's do it. US and day. All right. Well, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Soccer Neophytes. Rate, review us, please. We appreciate it. Only if you like it. Well, I guess if you don't, you can rate and review us that way too. Um, check us out at Soccer Neophytes dot com as well uh that's it gentlemen good work thanks for having me on well done Glazers out <laughs>